that he is a great prophet. All religions look at Dawood and the kingdom of Dawood and they look at this man who was known for his ibadah, who is known for his dedication, for his hard work and they look at Dawood as one of those great, great prophets and personalities. So the story of Dawood starts when he was very young and he was with a group of believing men and that group of believing men faced a colossal army of the giant, the intimidating Jalut. Everybody knew Jalut. Everybody knew how gigantic his army is. And they were scared. Jalut asked, who is coming to face me? The young, the energetic, the brave, the fearless, the daring teenager. Dawood he stepped forward, he had his slingshot and he had one go with the will of Allah. So they defeated them with the permission of Allah. How did he come to that point? Well, Ibn Kathir ta'ala, in his famous book, Qas uh, al-Anbiya, he said that the Banu Israel at that time, they faced tough enemies and this resulted in them being very exhausted by wars. He says, Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Samuel among them, whom they asked to relieve them from their plights. They asked him to appoint a king for them, and under whose command they could unite and fight their enemies. However, he thought this was a noble intention, but he knew about the Bani Israel. So he was asking them, if I appoint a king over you, doesn't matter who, are you going to listen to him? Are you going to stand behind him? They said, yes, of course we are. He was somewhat convinced and he appointed Talut to be their king. Appointed by Allah's decree, Talut to be your king. But when they heard that, how can it be that he's the king over us? How can it be? How can it be that Walut is going to be a king when he is not worthy of kingship and we are much more worthy of kingship? How can it be that he is chosen to be the king? He has no kingship, he has no experience, and he has no wealth. The Beno Israel could not accept this, and they, despite the earlier promise, they started to rebel. They started to categorically reject his leadership so Samuel said to them something he said I'm not just appointing he said Allah has chosen him over you and he has given him great knowledge great knowledge and a great physique strength Balut was from the working class he was a man a man of the people someone they knew someone they treasured someone they knew that he's the one who's always the first helping everyone and he was also from a background of worship Samuel said to them that a sign of him really being the chosen king to unify them will be that indeed he will come with uh, the chest the treasure the ark of the covenant from the time of Musa and when they saw that 
this chest came back to them, they knew that this is, this is real. Falut is their new king. So they somewhat gathered behind them, but the next test was not too far away. The next test was that he said, now we're going to face Jalut. Everybody knew Jalut. Everybody knew how reckless he is. Everybody knew how gigantic his army is. So as they were walking, you will come across the river and you're not allowed to drink from it. There's heat, there's weakness, there's starve, there's suffer, there's traveling, all of this. And when they came to the river, according to Ibn Abbas عنهم, and many others, it was the river Jordan. Most of them went and they drank. Allah said, you're not allowed to drink except for a little will. No, no, a little, a little sip you can drink. But most of the Tommy they went and drank. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised that those who drink will not fight Jalut. Once they passed the river and they were walking, they were only few in numbers. Out of those thousands, most of them drank from the river. Most of them were not allowed to proceed. Only the believing men, only those who are really serious about following Talut and the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they were allowed. So when they passed the river, out of those hundreds and thousands of, of the army, only about 300 plus left. But they had ikhlas. They had sincerity. They wanted something. They saw that there's only a couple of hundred and they look at the army of Jalut, the gigantic army, not just him, Jalut, but his army. And they were scared. So some of them said to the others, how many times it happened that a small group of believing men with sincerity, with dedication, they overcame and they won and they were successful against a much greater group. And Allah is always with those who are patient. Allah is always with those who are patient. They were stepping forwards and the believing men in that army, they said, Oh, our Rabb, pour patience upon us and plant firmly our feet. We are here and we are here to stay. We are here not to give up. Give us ikhlas, give us sincerity, give us steadfastness and give us victory over our enemies, the disbelieving people in this case. Jalut asked, who is coming to face me? And who faced him? The young, the energetic, the brave, the fearless, the daring teenager, Dawood alayhi salam. He stepped forward. He had his slingshot and he had one go with the will of Allah, full with conviction that this is something which will happen because Allah gives the promise. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then said, so they defeated them with the permission of Allah. And Allah gave him kingship and prophethood and taught him from that which he willed, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted him to know. He became a hero overnight. These are the words of Ibn Kathir rahimahullah ta'ala. And he said, and the Banu Israel loved him. They loved him. He was young. He was energetic. He was daring. He was knowledgeable. He had wisdom. He had bravery. He had the dedication, the hard work. They loved him and they made him their king. This is a kingdom to be reckoned with in future. That is when the start came. Dawood alayhi salam was very much known for his worship. The most beloved of all Suyam to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Suyam of Dawood. For he used to fast one day and not the next. 
And the hadith goes on, the Prophet ﷺ said, and the most beloved prayer to Allah is the prayer of Dawood. He used to sleep half of the night, pray one third of the night, and sleep one sixth of the night. So Dawood used to pray a lot of Qiyam. He used to recite the Zabur. It was said that Dawood would recite the Zabur in the most beautiful of voices. Some say in 70 different voices, in 70 different styles, in 70 different recitations. In fact, when Dawood used to recite the Zabur, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and we certainly gave Dawood much bounty, much blessings. What? He said, O oh, mountains, when you hear Dawood reciting the Zabur, the Kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the revelation, O oh, mountains, repeat the praises with him and the birds as well. Even the mountains are listening. The mountains are repeating after him. The mountains are making dhikr. The birds used to stop and make dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dawood alayhi salam was a man of worship. But he was also a man who was a working man. He was there to help. He was famous for, you know, having this knowledge. Allah taught him how to deal with iron and how to bend iron. And he was very strong. He didn't need no fire. And he was making the most beautiful and the most effective armors. Indeed, the Prophet of Allah, Dawood alayhi salam, only ate from his hard labor, from his own hard-earned money he was a leader he was a king but he was an abid and he was a worker allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said and we strengthened the the strengthened his kingdom and gave him wisdom and sound judgment so dawood alayhi salam was famous for justice the people knew that if they go to dawood alayhi salam to make him judge Dawood will judge fairly. And it was almost always the case. But there was one case when he didn't. And it's mentioned in the Quran. Two people came and they jumped the fence. One of them has a farm. The other one, he has like a herd, a flock of goats and sheep, animal, livestock. But the livestock, the animal, spills out onto the farmland of the neighbor and they end up eating and tearing through all of his crop. And when they wake up in the morning, they find they've ruined all of his crop, his harvest, all of his, you know, his, uh, his farm has been ruined and the animals are all over the place. He hears their case out and he basically says, well, let's estimate the value of the animals versus the crops that were damaged. And what they end up finding out is that the animals are worth pretty close to you know what the crop would have been worth if it hadn't been destroyed so he basically says you know gentleman B who owns these animals in retribution for your animals damaging the harvest the crop of your neighbor the farmer he will basically be given your animals you will transfer the ownership of the animals over case settled the farmer is at least grateful that a decision's been made but he doesn't really know what to do with these animals and then the, the man, the shepherd who has to give all his animals up is very distraught, like this is everything, this is everything I own. Sulaiman alayhi salam, a young man, the son, a prophet of Allah, is sitting at the back of the court and he says, Father, if I may offer a suggestion. He says, absolutely, what do you have to offer? 
Sulaiman says, a farmer doesn't know anything about raising animals. While the shepherd here in this situation will be left with nothing, probably fall into poverty, will develop a lot of ill feelings in regards to that, and what's gonna happen to his family, and it's gonna create a lot more problems. Here's my solution. The farmer will get the animals of the shepherd, while the shepherd has to restore the farm. And this arrangement, it will last as long as the shepherd takes to fix and restore the farm. The sooner he restores it, the sooner the farmer gets his farm back in good condition, the sooner the shepherd gets his animals back. The longer he takes, the longer he doesn't have his animals. When Dawud hears his suggestion, he says, that's an amazing suggestion. That's a remarkable suggestion. Dawud led Bani Israel with justice, with rights. He brought back to Bani Israel peace and tranquility and justice and order as they missed out for many centuries and then it was the time of Dawood to pass away and Dawood passed away 100 years old originally 60 years old where did the other 40 come from remember the story of Adam when Allah wiped the back of Adam and all the descendants of Adam appeared in front of him and Adam السلام, saw all his descendants, all his children. And from among those children, he saw one with an extra light over his forehead. So he asked Allah, Ya Allah, who's that? So Allah told him, that's your, one of your children by the name of Dawood. He asked Allah and he said, Ya Allah, and how long does he live for? So Allah Azzawajal said, 60 years. So he said, Ya Allah, give him 40 years from mine. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Dawood alayhi salam 40 years from the years of Adam And Dawood he was a man with the quality of severe jealousy towards his family. And when Dawood used to go out of his palace, he used to lock the whole palace. And that palace is not allowed to be open until he comes back. One day while his wives were in the, in the yard of his palace, they saw a stranger there. They were surprised. Who's that stranger? They said, Wallahi, if Dawood knows about that, he would not rest until he demolishes this man. And then later on, Dawood came. Who are you? And who allowed you to be here today? He said, I am the one that no barriers or walls can stop in front of him. So Dawood knew that's the an angel of death. So the angel of death took the soul of Dawood it is reported that in his janazah to carry his body to the grave there were tens of thousands of people and not only that the birds came as well and when the birds came Sulaiman alayhi salatu wasalam instructed them now this is the son this was one of his first instructions to the birds it is reported it was a very very hot day there were no clouds no wind and the sun was shining as though entire creation was in mourning. He told the birds to create a barrier between the people and the sun. So they were just hovering in a huge flock, hovering above. And they created shade for those who were burying the Prophet Dawood And that is when the Prophet Sulaiman was recognized as the one. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Indeed, Sulaiman inherited Dawood in two things in his kingdom as well as in prophethood.